Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome. Thanks for being here. How is everyone doing? This is episode 143. Only seven episodes left in season three. So this should bring us right to the end of the year, which is kind of cool. I, I I don't plan it that way, but then when I go out, went off and looked at it today, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. It'll take us right to the end of the year and we can start out the new year with uh, season four. Let the holiday rush begin, right? It's this crazy time of year. To me, it's like Thanksgiving is the two-minute warning in the game, right? Um, and the last month, from you know the end of Thanksgiving to to New Year's is like that little month or month and a week or week and a half is like it's on steroids, right? With the holidays, the you know the end of the year, everything's the end of the year, the end of the year parties, and you know if you have a business, it's like this big rush to the end of the year. Fantasy football, right? It's that final push to get into the playoffs. The NFL is the final push to get into playoffs, right? The days are short and cold. It's like so many things are going, you know, just this this big push all the way to the end. Um, and if you're like me, you're already planning for the new hobby year. Like I plan everything for next year, but you know, this uh, since since I've jumped back into the hobby, it it, it it's one of those things where I feel the more. I look ahead and the more planning I do, the better thing things turn out for me. Um, I, I know, you know, when I first jumped back in and prices were up, you didn't have to do much planning. It just seemed like, you know, anyone can do this. And then I, I started to realize the more planning I did, the better I could do. And then, you know, the hobby landscape started to shift a little bit. Comps were coming down. Things were different. Um, I made some mistakes and, and I learned from those mistakes. And again, the more you plan, the better things happen. And it's that really, that's what happens with me. Um, so now I have to start not only with what product I'm selling, but what shows am I doing, reserving tables, making travel plans, you know, and then ultimately what cards am i selling how am i going to sell these cards you know where am i acquiring them from uh and and the different sports and the different seasons you know just making sure you know i planned ahead and i talked about this i planned ahead with hockey and i was sending hockey cards out to grading uh and and now they're just coming back now which is too late for me they should have come back earlier so again next year i may even be trying to send if i'm grading that i may even be be trying to send earlier. I'm going to talk a little bit later about grading and, and from what I learned just from that experience. Uh, what's going on out there, you know, with, with the hobby itself, you know, because 
we know it's a new year. Next year will be another new year, right? But what's going on out there with it? Like, has it changed that much from last year? So thinking about this and thinking about this episode, I went back a year ago to see what my end of November episodes were last year, you know, one year ago. So episode 43, have football cards hit rock, hit bottom. And episode 44, is the hobby alive and well? Right. It sounds a lot like what's going on now. Right. It's crazy how one year later I could be doing the same topics, same episode topics, because um, we've seen the decline, you know, in 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 mostly all the comps, like everything is down. But it went down last year. I'm not sure how much it rebounded, but now it's gone down again. Right. So, uh, again, the same episodes that I did last year they could be the same episodes. I, I could literally go back and pick the same topics and, and talk about the same thing again. Um, and, and just like last year, right? Comps are down. Cards are being left in cases with higher price tags on them or just being taken out and, and, and not complaining about that. I do the same thing. You know, if I, if I have a card that I say, wow, this comp is so low, Am I willing to sell that card at that at that price? If I'm not, I might as well just take it out. I might as well just take it out of the case because if I leave it in the case and I put a much higher price tag on it, then I have to explain to everybody or everybody knows, you know, uh, I'm into this card for a higher price or I'm not going to sell it at a lower price. So it's just easier for me just to leave it, leave it home, right? Or leave it in my leave it leave it in my Zion case. Don't don't drop it into the showcase and, and you know have to you know, have those conversations because uh, it's just a waste to me. Those conversations are a waste. Um, we're all hoping, right? We're all hoping those cards will rebound, but that's what we did last year too, right? There were cards that we sat on. We said, oh yeah, these cards are definitely going to come back, right? They're definitely going to rebound back. I'm just going to hold it. I'm going to keep my price up. And then we sell it at a lower price anyways. So I think, I think, you know, two choices that we have now is just sell it at what the comps are now, what people are willing to pay, or just take it out of the case and, and, you know, go from your, your showcases to your PC, right? And maybe, maybe there'll be a, a better time to sell this card at a later date, but it's the same as last year, right? Foot traffic at shows are very good. Uh, everyone is really hammering for below current comp deals, you know, no different than it was last year to this year. Um, one dealer I know and, and somebody I, I spoke to a few weeks ago and, uh, I I was kind of razzing him a little bit because, you know, he shows up at a show with very little inventory, you know, he shows up. He puts his case down, he has his backpack and he just runs off and he just shops the room before the doors open so he could fill his case. Um, but then I realized it's kind of genius, right? I mean, his comps aren't going to go down from the morning to the afternoon or the evening, right? That day. So if he's out there, if he can buy something, he can negotiate it at 70 or 75% comps before the doors open and then put it in his case at a hundred percent and hope for 80 or 85, he's still making money on the day. Right. And he doesn't, he's not sitting on inventory for long periods of time. I, I don't think there's a lot of profit in that, 
but I think it's more about being in the room and giving you buying opportunities because I think at the end of the day, you know, for someone like him and a lot of people I know, it just turns into buying opportunities. Really, they're they're setting up and they want to have things to sell or maybe to trade out of, but it's more about uh, buying opportunities, more about buying the cards uh, at a show versus selling it. You know, a lot of people, a lot of those singles now are, are very popular. They've been popular for a while. Um, people just buying raw, looking to grade. My man Jordan uh, at Zips Cards, he does very well with that. Uh, I mean, and that is his thing. That is his thing. I, you know, I, I spent uh, some time with him a few weeks ago. We did some shows, and I, I mean, I just watched him in action, and he's showing me the cards he's pulling out of out of boxes or raws out of people's cases, and what he pays versus if they grade very well. I mean, so he he does very well with that. Um, I would be a little nervous. I'd be a little nervous with that that the you know the grades don't come back right, or you know something on the card that I missed when I bought it and then realized that, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to grade well at all. Those, those are the things that kind of, you know, I like to be able to, a lot of the cards I buy, and I'll say this, a lot of the cards I buy or I bought up until this point, uh, when I'm buying cards, they've been graded just cause I, it's very easy for me to be very black and white on, on, like, I know what it's graded. It's a 10 already, right? And this is the price on it. And where do I think the price is going to go? Does it make sense for me to buy that card now, hold it for three, four, five, six months? And is that price going to bounce back up again? There's no guarantee on that, but I've done up to this point, I've done very well on that. But now that I'm seeing what, what he's doing and what other people are doing on these raws and, and, and I mean, I've been doing this with hockey too. I have a, I have an order that's going to be back here tomorrow, uh, be arriving tomorrow from hockey. And I'm, and I'm very excited how many, you know, PSA tens I'm getting on, on these hockey cards. So, and I look at the margins, what did I pay for the card? What it, you know, what it cost me to grade. And yeah, so it's, so it's almost a home run for a lot of these hockey cards for me. Um, if I could do that with other cards, you know, that, that, that may be, you know, the home run as well. Um, I just need to be, to be able to look at these cards, uh, and make sure that, they are grade, you know, grading worthy. Uh, one big difference this year uh, is the, you know, at the shows is the repackers, right? You know, buying in bulk. And I heard C. Blaz, uh talking about them not being good for shows. Um, I could tell you as a dealer, right? I welcome them to come by from me at, you know, 85, 90%. Yes, please. Right. I mean, that's, that's what I'm selling to other people in the room for it. Even like, you know, sometimes like if we come to an agreement on on that percentage of comps and they're buying a number of cards, I mean, I, I'm making more money there than I am selling some other cards when people are really trying to hammer it down to or I want to pay 79 or I want to pay 81 percent or something like that. So if we if we agree on a, on a percentage comps and it, and it's, you know, I'm yes, please. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do that all day long. And if I've done my job, well, it works out perfectly for me. And when I say I've done my job, well, I need to buy well, right. I need to be into these cards. Well, um, everybody, 
hobbies different. Everybody, especially dealers, we all do different things. I talk about what I do and there's other people that listen and say, oh, you know, they send comments and, oh, you know, if I spend a few hours with you, I change your mind on this, that, and another thing. Probably right. Probably right. But I always feel with anything, with anything that I do in life is I need to take all the steps. Each step, I, I I can't be jumping halfway up a flight of stairs to try to get up the stairs, right? Because it never works out. It never works out for me. So I'm I'm okay with taking one step at a time, uh, as as long as it's making sense for me and I'm making some money and I'm happy doing what I'm doing, um, and I'm enjoying myself. I don't mind doing that. I don't need to go out, you know. And, and, and I'm, I don't know why I'm using all these baseball sayings today, but I, I don't need to hit a home run on everything, right? Singles are du- singles and doubles are, you know, like, especially if you have a, like me, I have a business, right? You can't go out swinging for the fences all the time. It's the singles and doubles that, that pay the bills and put the money in your pocket. So those triples and home runs that come around. Well, yeah, those are, we love those. We love those. But, you know, it's, it's not going to happen every single time. So, you know, basing everything that you do, like, it's okay to swing for the fences on certain things, right? Absolutely okay, but not every single time. So for me, I like to take take those steps, one step at a time, up and up. And next year, I may be saying something different. Next year, I may be saying, oh, I'm not going to be, you know, buying, you know, this in this season to sell, you know, for the next season. I may be doing something completely different next year. I may sit and talk to somebody and they may say, oh, you know, this is, you know, this is what I do or this is what maybe you should be doing. Now, I'm not going to do exactly what somebody else does, but I will take it and tailor fit it for me, right? Make it so it, so it's going to work for me. Um, singles and doubles, right? Really get the job done. Uh, triples and home runs. We love them, but we can't do it on everything, you know? And if you can, man, that's, that is awesome. If there's somebody out there that can do hit home runs on every single, you know, flip of a card, man, that that's awesome. But, um, and I guess it would take a lot of years of experience and really, you know, knowing what you're doing to be, you know, to get that. You know, last year at this time, I was making a list of uh, quarterbacks, uh, football quarterbacks to buy under comps, you know, and hold till late spring, early summer to the national. Um, and that worked out really well for me. It really worked out well for me this year. I feel the state of the NFL, like the quarterback situation with all these injuries and all these quarterbacks out, uh, and a lot of backup quarterbacks playing, um, there are probably only two quarterbacks. And I've talked about this that I'm really comfortable buying right now, uh, would be Mahomes and Hertz. Right? I think these are two guys that, and who knows, I'm saying right now that you're not going to lose money on. Uh, and I think probably most of the hobby would agree with me. Uh, and when I talk about singles and doubles, right, these are safe. These are, you know, Mahomes and Hurts. These are safe guys to buy. Uh, and I understand that. Uh, I hate to say it, but watching this year's rookie class, 
I mean, we can all see there's a couple decent guys to prospect this year. Uh, I did really well last year with Desmond Ritter, and I did as well as I did because he sat on the bench most of the year, right? So buying him early while he's sitting on the bench and was able to prospect him out uh, and and sell out of those cards, you know, before the, the season ever started this year. Uh, and I know there was a number of people I was messaging with, you know, throughout the year on the uh, on the Ritter cards. And, you know, they were all excited, like we we're a little group. And at the end, I said, I, I really need I talked about it on the podcast. I need to move these cards. I can't have these cards come August because it, the year before I learned what, you know, the Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, I, I, I just didn't want to get stuck with those cards again. But there's there's some guys out there now, like you know C.J. Stroud, he's balling out. Uh, Richardson, he looked really great before he got hurt. And and let's face it, this hobby, you know, everybody needs needs to prospect. We need to we all, we always need somebody to chase, right? So you know, I think I think some of these some of these rookie quarterbacks this year, I think that that is going to be the play moving into next year. Even Sam Howell, like I know he's, you know, he's done very well. Uh, he may be a guy that that may get a boost, but I, I, I think he would have to get an awful lot. And, and it, whether it's the team, the market, whatever it is, um, I think he'd have to do an awful lot to, to, to get a boost. Um, like some of these younger guys are going to be boosted. I, I'm telling you right now, come come June next year, I can see these Stroud and these Richardson cards, you know, really selling, um, being a really hot market. So these are some of the guys I'm going to be looking to, you know, grab their cards, get as many of these rookie cards, probably try to grade a bunch of these cards, buy these cards. Um, If it is the right decision, right? If I've made the right decision, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. And if it isn't, you know, it's 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 pro uh, prospecting that failed. Uh, and and you know, it happens with happens with quarterbacks every year. I mentioned Mac Jones already. You remember the year Mac Jones was, you know, a really big deal, and Trey Lance is another one was a was a big deal. You know, everybody we need these cards were selling at. You know, and Zach Wilson, these cards are selling at, you know, massive amounts. And now, you know, whoever it's like hot potato, whoever got stuck with them at the end, you know, you, you just got stuck with them. And I think Desmond Ritter cards were the same way, too, uh, this year. I mean, where he ended up now, what's what's happened to him this season. So, you know. Strong hands. I talked about it last year, just buying these cards, have strong hands. Uh, Hold them to the right time and move them. Don't don't start getting nervous and 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 unload. If you're going in for someone like me, if I'm going in, if I if I'm saying I'm going in on a guy like Richardson or Stroud, then you got to go in. You can you know go in and and do the best you can with it and 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 hope for the best, right? Um, it's a definite. It's probably definitely a good time right now to buy Joe Burrow too. Now that he's done for the season, his cards are down. You know, if you can find them, I have a pretty big Joe Burrow card that I've taken out of my case. I'm not going to put it out there. I'm just going to hold that till next year. But if you can go out and find his cards and and get them at the current comps, it may be a it may be a good move. I mean, I've heard lots of people, and I'm sure everyone's heard it. 
you know, the, the, the year he, you know, he was done for the season. The next year he came back and went to the Super Bowl, right? So people are already saying that, oh, he's out for the rest of the year. Next year, uh, you know, Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. So, you know, he may be a guy you might want to try to capitalize on. Um, but for now, you know, I'm sticking with buying at least four months out on cards. Uh, it was a plan I put together last year. It worked out so well for me that I'm sticking, I'm sticking to it and I'm going to try to fine tune it just a little bit. Um, I talked about my hockey order. Like I, I did have a lot of hockey that I moved, uh, at the Gillette show and I've been watching this PSA order, uh, and finally popped. They're being shipped. They're coming tomorrow. So my next show, uh, I'm hoping that it's not too late that I can move these cards, uh, you know, at my next show when it, you know, when I set up next month, um, I'm getting ready now to send out a huge baseball order for grading, uh, that should be ready in the spring. Right. And, and some pop culture as well. So remember last year I had a little baseball, but I did a lot of pop, pop culture last year. So this year, um, you know, some of the, the, you know, the 2020 and the 2021, the Bowman, uh, the mega boxes and the chromes that I bought and pulled like these guys are starting to play well. Um, some of these guys have popped. So a lot of these cards I'm going to send out now for grading. Um, and, and, you know, try to have them again, same thing, have them moved by, by the, you know, spring training, <laughs> have those cards. And the pop culture, that pop culture is evergreen, right? I, I move, you can move pop culture all year round. Um, I did so well last year at Chantilly uh, with the pop culture that, I, I'll, you know, I'll be doing that show again this year with my guy, Tom, and uh, hoping that I can move that there because it just did so well last year. You know, certain places I set up, uh, Chantilly was one and Fenway Park was the other one that I did really well with the uh, pop culture stuff. So, uh, you know, get it ready. Know the show, right? I've always talked about know the show. Um, so a year later and things feel almost the same, right? The hobby patterns feel the same. Um, and for me right now, it feels just like rinse and repeat as a dealer when planning ahead for 2024. You know, just rinse and repeat. What I did last year worked well for me. Uh, I'm going to fine tune it this year and and try to do the same thing. I, I'm also planning on spreading my wings a little more in 2024. And I say that, I've said that last year and I said that the year before. I say next year I want to get to a few new shows. You know, and last year I hit, a, I hit a, you know, some some new shows. And this year I'm doing the same thing again. I've already booked, uh, I booked a table. And, and a trip to Culture Collision in Atlanta. Uh, that's at the end of January. And I'm, I'm doing that with uh, Craig and Carmine from Crosstown Cardboard. Uh, we've got a table down there. Uh, so we're going to go down there. We're going to meet up down there. And we're going to hit that show. I mean, looking forward to it. Uh, and besides that show um, and all the show, all the shows that I'm currently do or, you know, that I have same ones I've done last year that I'll do again next year. I'd like to find at least one more to travel to. Uh, not sure, you know, what, where it's going to be right now. Um, you know, could be Dallas, could be Chicago, could be out to, uh, California. I, I, I'm not sure. It's just, just 
would like to hit even i know there's a show um there's a decent show in uh tennessee not the nashville show so one of them one of them i'd like to to be able to hit and you know go to one of these show another one of these shows just travel to um i enjoy getting out i enjoy meeting new people uh, i talk to so many people you know with doing this you know doing the podcast uh message with so many people and it's so great when to finally get it get to travel somewhere else and meet some of these people in person. Um, but whatever I'm going to do, I will keep you updated on that. You know, I, I talked, you know, last year, uh, going to the Toronto expo was a, was, was a big deal for me last year. And this year I thought, Oh, I've got all this hockey, whatever I have left, I'll do it again this year. But I did so well at the Gillette show. I'm not, I mean, it's one of those things that I could, I could book that show at the last minute if I wanted to, but uh, I may not need to do that this year. I may have moved all my hockey. I could move on to 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 a different show. Uh, but definitely, we'll keep you updated on that. Um, that's all I have today. I will be back Monday uh, with a brand new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. Mm-hmm.